Hello there, welcome to the Tech Means Business Podcast. This is a series of podcasts where I talk to interesting people in that very particular space where businesses and technology come together. Today on the podcast, we're joined by a representative from ConnectWise, a certain Leon friend. ConnectWise is one of those companies that has a very specific offering in cybersecurity to MSPs. On our previous podcast here on the Tech Means Business series, we talked about how point products, i.e. cybersecurity products designed for single businesses or single enterprises, weren't necessarily suitable for MSP use case. After all, most security products are designed only to protect one organisation. However, what ConnectWise offers is very specifically written for MSPs. If you like that cybersecurity area in which you have one product that's capable of protecting many, many dozens, if not hundreds, of institutions, organizations, and businesses of various shapes, sizes, operating in various verticals. Leon, welcome to the podcast, as is fairly typical. I'd like to start off, if I may, by just getting you to introduce yourself uh, and how you ended up as a cybersecurity professional at ConnectWise. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, Yeah, so I guess I've been uh, in the industry here for 25 to 30 years for my sins, but uh, basically while I started off in in, sales and working as a computer programmer, actually, uh, I've in the last 15 to 20 years been working with MSPs and partners, resellers, uh, and enablement, so working with distrib- in distribution and the, the vendor space. So spent many years as certification instructor on you know, Checkpoints and uh, WebSense, which is now Forcepoint. Um, also, you know, Sophos you know, and a few other vendors as well. So you know, spent my life working with partners. Uh, I ended up here at uh, ConnectWise. I guess I stopped enjoying one job that I was doing. I, I went out and as unfortunately as COVID hit, um, I sort of ended up doing my own thing at a really bad time. But, uh, you know, I now get back into doing what I love, which is working with partners and, and educating them and helping them make their businesses successful. Thanks, Leon. I guess my first question is, um, is it true that MSPs are at a distinct advantage in terms of applying cybersecurity to their many clients because they see so many businesses, they see so many situations in which you know there is danger and so therefore they can come into the cybersecurity space armed with a great deal more knowledge um, than many other companies might. No, that, that's very true. They do. They, they see so many diverse SMB customers that they're working with um, with so many different toolkits, uh, yeah, and most MSPs uh, don't necessarily, you know, focus on industry verticals. They end up with a very broad customer base, and the real advantage there is actually their SMB customers benefit from those learnings. So it's, you know, they don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time that they're going out and working in an environment. You know, they can help their customers, you know, step up quite quickly to a, a base security baseline that is much more effective than having to reinvent the wheel every single time. Okay, so let's flip that rather positive ideal of MSPs uh, because they have that market advantage due to their business model. Let's flip that now and say that if you're a young computing studies graduate and you're fresh out of college, one of the first places you will go for a job is in first or even second line support 
at an MSP. And so therefore, the people who work at MSPs are at the beginning of their careers. And it's only uh, folks um, like me and you, Leon, with a, with a bit of grey hair um, in our beards um, that really um, have value to bring in the cybersecurity space. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at my beard there, aren't you? Um, so, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, a lot of people coming out of those programs, they don't necessarily have that on-the-ground experience. And also, often the, the tools that are used, even if they do uh, you know, cybersecurity topics and things, um, the tools that they use are often focused on the enterprise, and how you work in an enterprise is very, very different to how you work in an MSP uh, and in the SMB space. So those toolkits that you might use there are you know, not flexible enough. They're often not multi-tenanted, which means it's, it's rather than an MSP being able to do something once and use that over and over again, yeah, they have to reinvent the wheel every single time. And, that, and that's something that it's a, a mindset. And you know, you, the, as they... You know, build their skill sets. Um, you know, they'll they start to develop that. I need to be thinking about this not just as I am the end user doing this. I am thinking about I'm educating my end users. I need to be able to do this again and again and again in a way that is effective without you know basically killing the customer's you know, business because yeah, we need to be security needs to be an enabler, not a not a roadblock, right? Yeah, it's a story I think that's as as old as the hills. That almost adversarial nature between cybersecurity professionals who'd really love to see every system locked down to the nth degree and therefore be able to clear off home at I don't know five past nine every morning, and end users who clearly need a great deal more um, freedom um, in how they work and you know on the machines on which they work in order to get a day's a day's work done, but. If we can park that IT as an as an enabler, IT as a stricture argument uh, for now, it's certainly one we'll return to. Um, I wondered if we could look at um, the geographical nature of your work. What are some of those differences between different parts of the Asia-Pacific Rim and Australasia? Here in Australasia, there's a much more larger focus in Australia and New Zealand on using the right tools to make it make everything just more effective, both from a protection point of view, but also from a management point of view. Uh, and you know, day in, day out, we see that in our discussions where it's not about, you know, is this tool working or is this tool working? It's more about what tools work for me with my customers because my customers need to do this. And that, and that's what, you know, ConnectWise here where we've really been working on is making sure that not only do we give them those tools, but we also can provide them those resources they need. Because you know, here, just like globally, you know, we have a huge shortage of cyber security specialists. Yeah, ironically, as many listeners to this podcast will know, uh, one of the biggest cybersecurity challenges facing companies wherever they are in the world is, of course, the fact that there are very few um, qualified and experienced cybersecurity professionals out there uh, on the job market, and those that are um, are commanding, you know, pretty hefty, pretty hefty salaries. Now, one of the things I touched on in the intro was the unsuitability of uh, particularly uh, off-the-shelf cybersecurity products such as Sophos, Kaspersky, McAfee, and so on and so forth. Uh, the unsuitability of those products for MSP use, because obviously MSPs are serving. 
many multiple uh, companies rather than just one and so therefore you need a different mode of protection a different mode of installation maintenance and oversight i wondered if you could just uh, elucidate on that for us for a moment yeah so i i guess the the main area and, and um you know some of those vendors do have some very good strong you know msp offerings but the the the, the biggest side biggest thing there is usually a lot of them, they have enterprise tools. They've been combining and adding in, not necessarily integrating and doing all the workflows, making it easy to work with, not necessarily getting the multi-tenancy quite right because you're at the enterprise, I'm one customer. I can have a policy set and I can push it down to everybody and I don't have to worry about it. I've got to vary it here, here, and here, and here in different ways, right? I have a global security policy. Whereas at the MSP space, you know, and we, we see the discussion happen regularly around you know, multi-tenancy. I need to be able to, and what that means is I have one tool, right? I log into that one tool, but all my customers exist inside that tool as unique entities. So I can have a, you know, I can manage all my customers as one sort of set of things, depending on what I'm trying to do, but I can actually customize it and see it individually. So, I, you know, if I talk about endpoint protection or EDR, you know, I log in and I can look at, you know, customer a and deal with customer a and focus on customer a while i'm talking i can run reports for them i can give them the info they want and then i can step out and i can do customer b but also i can have this global policy that allows me to have a best practice across the across the board and as you're dealing with smbs you know particularly in the msp space um, we need to be able to you know prove value and that's where they need to be able to give that visibility that reporting to their customers get the right data sets out there prove the effectiveness uh, and that sort of detail, or that sort of granularity from that perspective is is just generally not there on those enterprise platforms. Also, enterprise platforms tend to be very complicated. That doesn't necessarily, and but when, when we say the MSP platforms we use often are not as complicated, that doesn't mean they're less effective. It just means they're a lot easier to work with. So what are those particular challenges, Leon, that people uh, in the APAC and the Australasia regions what are those challenges that companies are finding that they're turning to msps for help with um, in particular i guess in terms of cybersecurity, are we talking about technical debt are we talking about old operating systems still running are we talking about people maybe not having the resources to upgrade i mean what's that what's that common complaint that you um that you hear a lot of what are those demands um, that people are picking up the phone to their MSPs with? The, the biggest challenge is probably education. Uh, and I know that might sound a little bit left field, but yeah, everything you listed is very true here as well, yeah, particularly in like the medical field, like the NHS. You know, I spent some time in the UK. You know, they have technical debt because they have these tools associated with medical equipment that they just can't change out, right? Um, so there's, there's always that. There's this, you know, customers don't understand why they need to upgrade their you know, old XP machine to something current. You know, all, the, you know, all these things do exist. The, the biggest challenge we see, and this comes out in sort of some of the numbers that we see in that Vanson and Vaughan report that we've, we have, uh, is that most SMB customers do not understand security. They do not know what security means. They don't know, understand what the impacts are going to be. So when it comes to the MSPs working with their customers on security, the biggest challenge for them is actually educating their end users, their customers, around why they're talking about security and what they need to do and why they need to do it. Now, most customers, once they're educated, 
will understand and will go on that journey with the MSP and improve their security practices. But until they've had that education, they just say no. And that's why we, we see uh, you know, um, MSPs who come to me and we said, oh, look, I've, I had this customer. They've gone from me to another partner who uses exactly the same tools as me, but they didn't even talk to me. They've gone there because they can get better security, right? And it's just because that partner never spoke to them about security means that they didn't even cross their mind to talk to them. Um, and, you know, and away we go. And we know, uh, I, I think you, you did a recent podcast with Rafi um, where he said, I think it was 90, oh, 89, 90% of it end users will move customers, move to a new MSP to get better security. Well, here in Australia, it's actually 96%. So, you know, it, it's a real challenge for them. Is there a problem, do you think, in that MSPs don't necessarily want to be seen as, uh, if you like, um, ruffling the ruffling feathers or you know disturbing the smooth, calm surface of the pond? They don't want to be seen as the sort of clucking mother he- mother hens who are, you know, nagging their clients about cyber securities. Is that an issue? Do you think? Or I mean, to me, that's that's circling back to almost that adversarial nature that we have. Uh, between you know, hardcore cybersecurity and um, a more uh, relaxed approach that lets people get get their work done? I don't think so. I, I think really what it comes down to is most MSPs have not come from a security background. They've come from that, you know, a mum and dad pop shop that's, you know, been good at fixing computers, right? And then they've grown. Um and so what I see most of the time is is not that they don't want to talk security. It's often that they don't understand how to talk about security or they don't feel comfortable talking about security. They're in there. They've got the customer. The customer's happy with everything they've been doing. As you sort of say, it's going along. Everybody's happy. Um, from an operational perspective, that's great. But it doesn't you – know, and we've seen some recent activity where, you know, things like, you know, Simple errors can in security can result in some potentially some fairly large breaches and things. So now the the perspective is sort of changing, and a lot of them are saying, "I need to be able to talk security." And this is you know what I do day in day out as I talk to the you know, help partners step up and start learning how to talk security and start to talk security all the time, even if it's not necessarily because they're in there trying to sell something security wise. Right now, it's just that education process so that when they, you know, the, the customer will come up and eventually go, yeah, okay, that sounds really good. I need to do it. I wondered as well whether there is a factor um, in that the Australian government is uh, recategorizing whole swathes of um, industry in the country um, as critical infrastructure. I wonder if that's having um, a big impact on. Uh, the ways that companies are thinking about cybersecurity? I think that's a, a fairly recent change and the MSPs are understanding it. Uh, a lot of the customers, are, I guess, are necessarily uh, end users, are not necessarily quite across what that means because they just, yeah, being SMBs, they think it doesn't apply to them. The, the reality is, is what we're doing there with the definition of critical infrastructure is we're bringing it in line with the US and Europe and the UK to have the definitions basically the same. You know, and that means expanding what we have there. Um, Regulation-wise, I guess in Australia, it's a little bit loose on some of those regulations in that, you know, that that allows the government to pull some triggers, but they don't necessarily exist right now. Um, but actually, if we step back even further through the Privacy Commission, we have a mandatory breach notification scheme that actually goes back prior to, you know, the GDPR, for example, um, by a few months. And, you know, 
in that there are some really strict response timelines, you know, had, you know, notifications and all this sort of stuff that's existed for quite some time. Uh, and I know when they we launched that, you know, I did some education pieces with partners around that as well. So it's more that SMBs think that that doesn't apply to them rather than, and so that's, again, it comes back to that education around why why we're talking about this because, you know, small medical practices, tech, you know, it's technically going to start becoming, you know, critical infrastructure, even though, yeah, they're a small medical practice. Let's try and round things out, Leon, um, if we may, with a bit of practical help. If we've got listeners out there uh, working for or running an MSP, are there like a couple of steps that can be taken in order to uh, help promote the cybersecurity message, if you like, Mm -hmm. amongst their customer base? So I think really the the step one is figure out what you want to do when it comes to security. So get comfortable, talk to each other inside the organization, educate yourself internally so that you start talking to your it becomes just part of your discussion with your customers, whether you're actually going out to talk specifically about security, that sort of thing. And really the key is that the as an MSP, they need to make that you know, key decision to say, I want to move into security or not, right? Because this, yes, as you've you know, alluded to, you know, security, it's very, very hard to almost impossibly have one foot in the door, one foot out the door, right? It's, and that, that's why SMBs need MSPs that can do security because, you know, yeah, they don't have the resources to do it themselves. We also have some tools and, and part of that understanding is what does that mean to me when I start to build out a security practice? You know, what do I need to be thinking about? Uh, and what I will say here is at ConnectWise, we, we built a what we call an MSP Plus framework. It's it's on our website. It's a yeah, It can be accessed free of charge. Uh, and that really what that does is it goes through what, a security practice should look like, you know, from a good, better, best sort of perspective. So it can help them make that decision because uh, all too often we see, and it's it sounds like a strange turn of phrase, but, you know, we see a lot of MSPs that sort of end up in security, and I hate to say it, but by accident. Their customers come to them and say, I want a firewall, I want some antivirus, I want this, I want that. So they've ended up doing bits of it. They've never made that key decision to make it part of their core business. And, and I think that is the biggest driver. As soon as they make that decision, then that flows on. The second step is get someone dedicated to security. They don't have to be a technician or a security analyst. They, they can be you know, focused on building that security business practice and more of a business consultant sort of person um, because then they can be having those discussions with the customers, be helping to drive the decision processes internally, that sort of thing. And that'll make, that makes the biggest impact. And if people uh, want a quick takeaway from this from this podcast, you know, the kind of executive summary, what's best step? Yeah, so the best thing is to do is we've got the state of SMB cybersecurity reports for 2022. Uh, we've got an ANZ supplement coming out, which is focused on the Australian New Zealand market. We do have the global report. Uh, I mentioned that MSP Trust frameworks there as well. Um, and there's also... You have plenty of other information on our IT Nation site about you know education on you know, things like how to you know what a cybersecurity practice should look like, for example. Well, dear listeners, as you can probably tell by that uh, music rising up in the background there, 
Um, we have reached the end of our allotted time today. I'd like very much to thank Leon Friend, the APAC security sales engineer from ConnectWise out of Sydney. And thank you as well, listeners, for listening in. Um, whether you belong or work for or manage uh, an MSP or otherwise, I hope you've found uh, what's been going on today as interesting as I have. And I hope that you can join me next time on the Tech Means Business podcast. Bye for now. Thank you.